Hey y'all, and welcome to Ain't No Such Thing, where we tell original Southern horror stories. My name is Amanda, and I've got a good one for you tonight. Bitten. With the fall came the rain, and damned if it didn't make a mess of the orange groves. The dirt and sand blended up to become a slurry of goo and gunk. It smelled bad, and felt worse squishing up between your toes. When the oranges fell early, the soil turned into a compost heap. Everything smelled of citrus and mildew. Gus walked the land as he always did, with his feet bare. They were calloused and scarred, but he could still feel the grind of coarse sand and muck with every step. It had been unpleasant when he'd been a tender-footed toddler, and it hadn't gotten any better with time. He'd had his share of shoes through the years, boots too but it took rubber to keep the damp off the outside, and in Gus's experience, that just created a different sort of swamp foot. After 55 years of working in the groves in rainy season, he decided that barefoot was best. And that, of course, was how he got himself into his predicament. The best laid plans tend to bite a man in the ass eventually. In Gus's case, it bit him right on his big toe. There was an orange on the ground, it was lightly colored and tinged in the yellow-green of mold growth. It had been sitting out ignored for a while, but it caught Gus's attention. The big rotten orange, you see, wiggled. Just a bit at first, enough that a man could convince himself it was a trick of the mind or a powerful gust of wind. Gus had almost turned away, leaving the rotten orange behind as an unimportant memory when it sidled towards him. It didn't roll. Rather, it shuffled hurriedly forward, right toward poor old Gus. He did what any of us would do in such a situation. He kicked that frickin' orange into oblivion. As it happened, he kicked the citrus rat that was snacking on that orange, too. It squealed, clamping its pulp-stained teeth down on Gus's big toe before angrily scampering away in a haze of black fur, naked tail, and whiskers. Gus let out a curse of his own and hopped as angrily as a man can hop. Blood trickled down his injured toe. The rat tittered from an orange tree. Gus stomped his foot down and rushed toward that tree. The toe burned. Swamp muck mingled with the blood in an enraged dance. The rat hissed from his place up on the tree, loudly warning the old man away. This time, Gus listened. The fight lost. His adrenaline waned. He didn't want to get back to work. At a slow shuffle, Gus headed toward his house. Once upon a time, it had been a mobile home, but it had been decades since there was anything mobile about it. Gus, messed up foot and all, moved faster than it ever would. He cleaned the bite as best he could. Cold water, antibiotic ointment, a clean bandage, some Tylenol for the pain. When all was said and done, Gus felt sluggish. His body was cold while his toe was warm. He propped it up at the foot of his twin bed and fell into a dreamless sleep. Now the next morning, as you might imagine, that toe didn't look too good. It was purple and swollen, and a tender squeeze got old Gus spritzed with a fine layer of pus. It was hospital time for sure, but Gus wasn't a hospital man. He was a walk-it-off sort. He gave it a go, but even by his own reckoning, those were some timid steps. He sure as hell wasn't going to head out with a toe like that. So he tinkered about, fixing breakfast and trying to go about his day. Gus decided that today was most certainly an indoor sort of day. He collected some tools and hobbled into the kitchen, ready to tackle a cabinet door that needed to be rehung. 
His toe splorted a bit with each step, but it wasn't hurting. It just seemed like it should hurt. Before Gus settled in on his task, he appraised the tiny kitchen. The old linoleum floor was beginning to peel up at the corners, but was otherwise in good shape. The only discoloration came from the still sticky pus trail his big toe left behind. Gus sat his tools aside and peeled off his bandage. He stared at the leaky appendage. The nail wasn't set quite right anymore. It had taken on a rightward tilt. Gus poked at it with his index finger, watching the flesh sway like an old waterbed. A bead of pus glistened in the light. It was the worst sort of mesmerizing. Gus closed his eyes and wrapped a cracked hand around the toe. It reminded him of one of those stress-relieving doodads, the kind that look a bit like a cartoon head. That vision in mind, Gus clenched his teeth together and gave the toe a squeeze. He could feel the damn thing deflate under his fingers. Sticky, wet, foul-smelling fluid oozed out of the toe. The gnarled nail popped off, leaving something hard and slick beneath it. Bone, Gus supposed. He moved on to the regiment that had gotten him through 62 years of life. Cold water, antibiotic ointment, a fresh bandage. With the toe out of sight, Gus was coming back to himself. After a bit, he was even able to rehang his cabinet door. That night, he cleaned and wrapped the mess of a toe again. By his judgment, it was improving. But it sure as hell wasn't going to look right in the end. But if he could walk normally, he reckoned he'd be just fine. Gus could ignore the sharp bit of bone sticking out where his nail bed used to lie. The area around it was fleshy again, the pink color of healthy new flesh. He reckoned the worst of it was over. But that night, the itching began. Itching. 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 Gus tossed and turned, struggling to ignore the protestations of his injured toe. Another day came and went. Gus didn't work the grove nor tinker with the projects around his house. The itching was just too damn distracting. With every bandage change, Gus was compelled to scratch at the thickening flesh. He fought the urge, certain that a good scratch would tear through the new flesh and renew his misery. The toe was healing up faster than he thought possible. Thick new skin padded it, wrapping it up like a fat little present. Only, a bit of bone remained visible, peeking through the top. The flesh around it wasn't red or puckered. There was no further sign of infection, just a few hairs here and there jutting out from the flesh at odd angles. And the itching. The feeling was inescapable. Gus tossed from side to side in his little bed, unable to get a wink of sleep. He tightened the bandage, then loosened it. The itching continued. The few hairs had turned to many, leaving his pudgy toe covered in a downy layer of fuzz. Gus fought the urge to tug at it, to pluck it away. The skin was too new, he reckoned, for such an undertaking. He'd have to deal with this itch. He folded his hands together and tucked them under his pillow. His hands wanted to scratch, just as surely as his toe itched. Gus sucked in on his cheeks, biting down on the flesh there and failing to distract himself from the itching of his big toe. Involuntarily, he couldn't stop himself. Gus pressed that itchy toe against the back of his leg and rubbed. And damn if it wasn't glorious. For a whole second, he felt relief. 
And then came the chomp. Right on the calf. Gus squealed. His toe squealed too. A tiny bit of blood trickled down his leg. A speck of blood glistened on the bone of the toe now visible between the unraveling bandages. The fuzzy flesh wriggled, celebratory. The itching subsided. Gus sat up on his bed and pulled his injured foot closer, taking a look. His toe was twice as fat as it had once been and was covered in a thin layer of gray-black fur. The bone, which he'd reckoned was a part of his toe, wiggled up and down. The bone was thin and tapered, not quite coming to a point, and divided up its middle. From the shadow underneath, Gus could hear a steady gasp. Inhale. Exhale. The toe breathed in rhythm with Gus's breaths. He had a goddamn rat toe, and it was taking slow and steady breaths. As best as Gus could tell, the thing was asleep. He swung his legs up over the edge of the bed, slowly and carefully, wary of disturbing the thing that was growing from his foot. If it was actually asleep, he had no desire to wake the thing. He pressed the heel of his foot to the floor, taking care to keep his toes from the ground. Who knew what sort of motion could wake such a creature? His walk was a slow and steady hobble. His forehead was coated in a thin layer of nervous sweat. What if his foot was infected by the rat bite? What if that infection had already taken a hold of his mind? If that were so, Gus supposed he was already as good as dead. When bad blood coursed through your body and rotted your brain, you were done. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So all he could really do was take the world as it presented itself to him. If Gus wasn't already being poisoned by his own blood, then he had a nasty sort of problem to contend with. One that all his upbringing left him ill-prepared to manage. Never in his life had Gus faced such a predicament, nor could he recall any stories of a similar happening. He'd had friends with heart troubles, a few farm injuries here and there, a bit of gout, some diabetes, and a fair share of teeth troubles. But none of that was akin to this experience. Even the fairy tales of youth with vampires and wolfmen provided no solace. This rat toe was a thing of its own, a creature born of his own flesh, an ill-begotten child of the orange grove. Gus's body was coated in perspiration as he stepped cautiously into the kitchen. The rat toe breathed softly. Gus slid open the knife drawer. His toe twitched. Gus froze, but the thing's breathing remained steady. Carefully, Gus settled his whole foot back onto the floor, heel first, then ball. The base of his toe where man flesh met rat tingled. The rat toe jerked, aroused from its slumber, and hissed in an angry breath. Gus wrapped his fingers tightly around the meat cleaver. His rat toe jerked against his foot, pulling with a strength belied by its size. Gus almost lost his footing, so he braced his human foot against the cabinets. The rat toe yanked this way and that, but Gus held steady. He was as rational as a man could be under such circumstances. It was better to let that thing tire itself out than to take a swing and chop away the good meat along with the rat toe. It would take some doing to learn how to walk without that big toe, but Gus would be able to walk again. The rat toe tugged angrily, pulling at Gus's foot. It snapped at the neighboring toes but couldn't quite get an angle for a solid bite. It squealed in dismay, 
panting and gasping with its exertions behind, finally quieting up. Gus didn't hesitate. He slammed that meat cleaver down along the line where pale human flesh met furry pink rat flesh. The pain was sudden and overwhelming. Gus staggered. The rat toe squealed and writhed. Before Gus passed out, he saw that toe wriggle and scamper off toward the wall. When he awoke, the rat toe was gone. He'd bled far more than he'd anticipated and was woozy all over, but the bleeding had dulled and the wound coagulated. Gus slathered on a fresh layer of antibiotic ointment and wrapped the gaping wound. He figured he'd be alright. He just needed to give his body time to heal and recover once more. Gus hobbled to his bed, staggering like a drunk after a long night, and stretched out on top of his blankets. It had been a long week. The oranges needed to be picked, whether he felt well enough to get out to the grove or not. Gus closed his eyes. One more night's rest, he told himself, and he'd be back to work. At the border of sleep, a sickly tingling coursed through Gus's good leg. His calf began to itch. You've been listening to Ain't No Such Thing, Bitten by Erica Heflin. Erica loves to play on all my particular weird phobias in these stories, so rest assured I was cringing my way through this one as much as poor old Gus. I hope you enjoyed it in spite of itself. And I hope that you'll subscribe to Ain't No Such Thing wherever you get your podcast. We'll have original stories as well as discussions on legends, haunts, and cryptids. Every other week, we will alternate our topics. So you can communicate with us. We are Ain't No Such Thing Pod on Instagram. And we are Ain't No Such Thing. We have a group on Facebook that is is pretty fun. If there's something you want to hear about, definitely get with us and let us know about it. So we hope you all are doing well. And I'll be back with another one for you real soon.